Reports from Carlow County Council by Suzanne Pender. Two million euro to take charge of housing estates. It would cost in excess of two million euro if Carlow County Council was to bring all residential developments without a developer or sufficient security bond into its charge. Director of Services Michael Rainey brought forward a report on residential developments currently not in the Council's charge at a recent online meeting of Carlow County Council. Mr Rainey stated that there are 67 developments identified as not taken in charge, of which 45 have made no request to be taken in charge, 22 have requested to be taken in charge and 11 developments which expect to be taken in charge this year. These include Barrow Rise and Slaty Park View, both in Greg Cullen, and River Court, Phase 1 and 2, and Tanner Hall, Phase 1, in the Carlow Municipal District. In the Bagnallstown Municipal District, they include St Mullins Close, Tinna Hinch and Schoolhouse Gate, Ballin Killen, and included in the Tullow Municipal District are Kylemore Hill in Ratho, Slaney Bank View and Ard Vila, both in Ratvilly, and Phelan Crescent, Tullow. The estimated works in residential developments where there is no developer, no security bond or insufficient funding to cover the cost of the work is €2.3 million. Mr Rainey stated that currently there is no funding for the local authority to progress works to a take-in-charge standard where there is no developer or insufficient funding to progress the works. Councillor John Casson remarked that the cost of taking an estate in charge is quite high, adding, despite being 15 years into this situation of unfinished estates, it was a lot of the same as when we started. Councillor Fergal Brown urged the council to be more proactive than reactive, while Councillor Charlie Murphy acknowledged that some progress had been made in that time. Councillor Andy Gladney described it as a disgrace that developers expect Carlow Council to pick up the bill and walk away and leave everything behind them. It's a disgrace that the council is being dragged into this and bailing out these developers, Councillor Gladney said. Councillor Adrienne Wallace spoke of the futile measures in place at the time and asked about the measures now in place to ensure this wouldn't happen again. Councillor Arthur MacDonald asked about the long-term prognosis, to which Mr Rainey replied that the only thing that will resolve this is funding. There isn't a short-term fix, and it is an issue right across the country, he said. Councillor Fergal Brown revealed that as part of house sales currently, banks are insisting that the estates are taken in charge by the local authority, adding that this action was jeopardising sales. Mr Rainey stated that stricter conveyancing rules are now in place and banks do look to see if estates are taken in charge. Senior Executive Officer Fiona O'Neill outlined a raft of the increased measures now in place to prevent this occurring again, including cash bonds and the onus on informing the local authority if a bond is due to expire. Lack of rural transport labelled a major loss to South County Carlow. The lack of public transport in rural areas was described as a major loss to South County Carlow. Councillor Willie Quinn pointed out to Anne Graham, Chief Executive of the NTA at a recent meeting of Carlow County Council, that there was no public bus service in the south of the county. 
He stated that the area had been left without a rural service for some years and he urged the NTA to tackle the issue. This is a major loss to the south of the county, he stated. Councillor Quinn also asked that if more people decided to work from home after the pandemic has passed, would that result in a change of policy by the NTA? And would funding saved by the reduced need for transport to urban areas be brought back into the system for additional rural services? Ms Graham stated that potential services for South County Carlow would be part of the assessment. NTA is currently engaged in what's called Connecting Ireland. We do expect to see more people working from home and changes in people's travelling habits, and that will involve an assessment of our level of service. But at this stage, we don't know what that will be and we don't know if we can hold on to services and funding, Ms Graham stated. I hope we can, and I hope we can reinvest elsewhere, she added. Councillor Michael Doran raised the issue of there currently being no bus shelter in Lachlan Bridge and asked about the NTA's policy on rural bus stops. Ms Graham stated that the NTA aims to install 100 bus shelters annually and was hopeful Lachlan Bridge would have a shelter shortly. Concerns expressed over Burris Fair 2021 Acting early to ensure that 10,000 people don't arrive into Burris in the middle of a pandemic is vital, according to a local councillor. Councillor Willie Quinn last week warned about the potential problems posed by Burris Fair, traditionally held annually on the 15th of August in the town. No decision has yet been made on whether the 2021 event will go ahead, following on from a cancelled 2020 fair due to COVID-19. I don't think it's good enough that nothing has been done yet. We all saw what happened in Longford last week, Councillor Quinn told a recent meeting of Carlow County Council. We can't have 10,000 people arriving in Boris at the moment when we're in the middle of a pandemic. Wait till next year, he stated. Councillor Quinn said that in 2020, Gardaí contacted Boris fairgoers in advance and got the word out there that the fair had been cancelled. However, to date... Nothing has been done regarding the 2021 fair. Director of Services Padraig O'Gorman stated that the 2020 Burris Fair was cancelled following a request by Angarda Siachana. Mr O'Gorman said that he would raise the matter of the 2021 Burris Fair as a specific item in an upcoming planning meeting between the council and local Gardaí. Council's annual report is worth a read. A new format for how Carlow County Council's annual report is presented received widespread praise and was recommended for reading by the public. The draft report was proposed by Councillor Andrea Dalton who described it as a very accessible document with information and graphics. I really would call on the public to have a look at it, she encouraged. Councillor Finton Phelan agreed, stating, I would appeal to the public to read it and see what Carlow County Council does for you. Well done to all involved. Councillor Adrienne Wallace referred to the section on members' expenses and also encouraged the Council to write to the Association of Irish Local Government, the AILG, and point out that, with a lot of conferences having gone online, to end the culture of junkets, saving public money which could be put into local services. 
Cahirlach councillor Tom O'Neill strongly opposed the use of the word junket. No councillor here goes on a junket, so be careful of the language used, he warned councillor Wallace. Cahirlach O'Neill also praised the report, describing it as very user-friendly. The draft report was seconded by councillor Michael Doran and will now be available from Carlow County Council. Airgrid accused of dragging its heels over power supply. Airgrid was accused of dragging their heels and failing to provide an adequate electricity supply to Bagnallstown. The matter was raised at last week's online meeting of Carlow County Council by Councillor Arthur MacDonald, who called on the ESB to increase the supply. Councillor Andy Gladney agreed, pointing to the massive industries in Bagnallstown dependent on the supply. It's not good enough, and they have been dragging their heels on this, stated Councillor Gladney. Councillor Gladney also raised the issue of the sewage treatment facilities in the town, which are also inadequate, and holding back housing developments. Director O'Gorman fully accepted that there is a power issue in Bagnallstown and confirmed that council officials were meeting with Airgrid that week to discuss the generation of the electricity supply. Mr O'Gorman also confirmed that the council would press on Irish Water the need to upgrade the Bagnallstown sewage treatment facilities. We will put pressure on them to move on that. We don't envisage there will be a problem with that, Mr O'Gorman stated. Director of Services Michael Rainey encouraged councillors to make a submission regarding the supply to Bagnallstown to Airgrid as part of its Shaping Our Future initiative. He stated Airgrid's consultation portal was open until June the 14th. Motion on village-led design for St Mullins A notice of motion calling on the council to progress the village-led design statement for St Mullins was carried at a recent council meeting. Councillor Tommy Kinsella brought forward the motion, which also called on the Council to provide an update on lands and property within its ownership in St Mullins. The motion was seconded by Councillor Michael Doran and then carried by Council members. Councillor Willie Quinn asked that as part of any funding received, the Heritage Centre be repaired and opened for this summer. Director of Services Michael Rainey stated that the Council had appointed consultants that week and would be working with those consultants for the next three to four months. This will inform how the village design is carried out, Mr Rainey confirmed. Right-of-way granted at Tullobeg A right-of-way has been granted over land at Tullobeg Tullow at a recent meeting of Carlow County Council. Director of Services Padraig O'Gorman introduced the proposal which sought to grant a way-leave right-of-way over land at Tullobeg Tullow to Irish Water in consideration of the sum of €500 plus all associated costs in accordance with the terms of the statutory notice already circulated. Councillor John Pender proposed the motion, pointing out that the matter had been discussed at Tullow Municipal District. Councillor William Patton seconded the motion and thanked the landowners involved for their cooperation. The matter was then approved by the full council. Councillor Gladney appointed to transport SPC. Councillor Andy Gladney has been appointed as a member of the Council's Transportation and Infrastructure Strategic Policy Committee, SPC. The vacancy arose following Councillor John Casson's resignation from the SPC. 
Councillor Gladney was proposed for the role by Councillor Willie Quinn, seconded by Councillor John Casson, and the appointment was approved by Council members. Call for Independent Meat Regulator A notice of motion calling on the Council to write to the Minister for Agriculture calling for the establishment of an independent meat regulator was unanimously carried at a recent meeting. Councillor John MacDonald brought forward the motion in support of the country's beef farmers and stressed that farming families have to be protected. Agriculture in Carlow supports thousands of jobs in the rural economy both directly in the food and drinks industry and also in the wider agricultural industry, he stated. The motion was seconded by Councillor Willie Quinn. Councillor Quinn also expressed his dissatisfaction with the recently introduced Vet Medicines Regulation, describing it as another kick in the face to farmers. This new policy allows for veterinary-only prescribed medication for routine animal medicines, requiring farmers to attend the vet possibly numerous times for routine animal medication. Councillor Tommy Kinsella supported the motion for a meat regulator, but questioned how it would operate and who would it be answerable to. Councillor Arthur MacDonald spoke of how suckler beef farmers were struggling and that the monopoly had to be stamped out. The motion was then carried. Call to prioritise Corridor Road Project Cahirlach, Councillor Tom O'Neill brought forward a motion to a recent council meeting calling on the Minister for Transport to prioritise the planning, design and construction of the N24 Waterford to Limerick Corridor Road project. Councillor O'Neill described the project as critical to the development of the South East region and to the achievement of national targets on addressing regional imbalance by connecting the cities of Waterford and Limerick, the South East, South West and Mid West regions, Rosslare Europort, the Port of Waterford and existing strategic transport corridors including the M7 Dublin-Limerick, the M8 Dublin-Cork and the M9 Dublin-Carlow-Kilkenny-Waterford motorways. He also requested that the notice of motion be sent to the Minister for Finance and Minister for Public Expenditure and Reform. The motion was seconded by Councillor Fergal Brown and carried by Council members.